Blog Talk Radio. Do you love uploading video to the web, but you can't stand those pesky ads that come with it? Well, go to blazingryradio.com and click on the banner for Vimeo. Vimeo loves your videos. Save and share your videos in beautiful HD with no disruptive ads. As a basic member, you can upload up to 500 megabytes of video per week for free. As a Plus member, you can upload up to 5 gigs of video per week. And that is $59.95 per year. And if you want to go pro, you can upload up to 20 gigs of video per week for only $199 per year, billed annually. So, go ahead on over to BlazingRyeRadio.com, click on the banner for Vimeo, and get to uploading. Thank you for listening. BlazingRyeRadio.com The great city playboy They're always around To help build your hope up And help drag you down They'll leave you with nothing Worth singing about Good evening, minds. Welcome to Blazing Ride Backstage. It's your smoking nephew checking in with you on Thursday, March 12, 2015. And right now I would like to welcome to the program the Maurice Dubois, the Sade Batterinois, the Harry Smith, the Al Terzi, the Ann Nyberg, the Jerry Brooks, the Janet Peckinpah, the Diane Smith, the Keith Koontz, the Sade to my batter-in-law, Mr. Jonathan Weeks. Mr. Jonathan, how are you, man? Good. How are you, man? I love the introduction, man. Don't fold me over. Just wait a minute. Well, it kind of fell apart. Things get so crazy, crazy. Don't rush this, baby. Don't rush this, baby, baby. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, man. Hell yeah, man. What's going on? <laughs> Not much, man. Uh, what's going on with you on this Thursday night? Not much, not much at all. It's a nice, uh, slow, cold, lonely uh, Thursday night. And I'm liking it. I'm loving it, baby. I'm loving it. Did you say it's a nice, slow, cold, lonely Thursday night? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Nothing about that sounds nice. No, it, it, it doesn't sound nice, but it feels nice for some reason. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> suicide is a nice word, but it is not a nice thing. <laughs> You got that right. <laughs> um, hey, you know, what you, <laughs> you know what you you never see is a a one armed person with an iPhone six plus. That's true. I've never seen that before. I wonder why that is. Strange. Well, because I think you need two hands to operate the plus. You know. That's true. That's true. So it's what have you been that. up to? What have you been up to, John Weeky Mons? <laughs> Me? Oh, not a whole lot. I. 
had a uh, you know semi busy weekend. I went out with the parents and the bro, and they one night, and then uh, I went on another night to a birthday party, a small little shindig in the great city of Meriden, Connecticut. For whom? <laughs> Chris, send a man too hot for TV. Now, now, wasn't it whose birthday was it? Uh, the same night as Julian's birthday. Oh, uh, it was Josh Hopper. Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper. Right. Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper. Right. That's right. Yes, it was Josh Hopper. Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper. Yeah. Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper. And uh, where was this shindig in Meriden? Was it at an apartment? Was it at a loft? Was it at a restaurant? Was it at a bar? Was it at Chuck E. Cheese? Oh my! Uh, I was I. Would love to have had it at Chuck E. Cheese. It's like Mangers party. I think that was the best birthday party I ever uh, celebrated. Wait, Mangers was at Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, I thought we had Mangers' birthday at like Chuck E. Cheese. All I remember was Jesus was there. That's all I remember for some reason. Are you talking about uh, ESPN Zone? No, there was a birthday party we celebrated at James uh, <laughs> or Andrews at Chuck E. Cheese. Oh my god! I think I blocked this out of my memory. Well, but I va- I vaguely remember it. I don't know that I was there. I may have been in Los Angeles at the time. You might have been in Los Angeles, but I I I think you were there. It was very, it was kind of fun, you know, despite being miserable. <laughs> what happened at this? We took a grown man to Chuck E. Cheese for his birthday. What happened? I think it was his uh, like twenty fifth birthday party, and we brought him to Chuck E. Cheese. We got him like. Uh, we got a couple of pizzas, and we got him some coins to play games. I feel like that's not legal. Like, isn't that, like, illegal for a bunch of old men to be hanging out at Chuck E. Cheese? Because I know that my friend Matt from the old law firm told me that when he tried to go there to get a, a pizza, and they wouldn't allow him in without a child. <laughs> it should really be illegal if you think about it. it was, I don't know how we got in there, quite frankly. I, I mean... We must have been acting like little kids or, or idiots or something because we got in somehow. Well, and, uh, that's not hard and... to imagine. <laughs> just, uh, I think he's just had a wonderful time, though. He was playing skee-ball all night. Yeah. Well, skee-ball is a fantastic game. They have that over at that bar in Brooklyn uh, that Jason uh, has had his birthday at the last couple of years. Um, so the... Uh, the a couple of Fridays ago, uh, Matt Hawk was in town. You remember my friend Matt Hawk? Kyle, good Kyle. Yeah, I know Matt Hawk. Good kid. Yeah, so Matt Hawk was in town from Los Angeles, and um, I was meant to get together with him and Zach after work. Um, so, and it was it was a disaster. It was actually it was after my meeting on Friday. So I leave the meeting. I go to this bar that they're supposed to be at to meet Bmars because I tell him to go there. Then it turns out they're up on 34th Street. They're not at this bar, Botanica. And so B-Marsh and I walk to the train, and he's like, all right, see you later. And he goes, splits, and goes home to Brooklyn, leaves me, you know. And then I go up by myself to meet up with Zach and Hawk. And here's the thing. Zach was not texting me um, uh, very uh, regularly. So I follow him, though, on Find Friends. Have you heard of this application on your iPhone? No, I have never heard of this, no. Well, you can pinpoint the location of where your friends are. So I opened Find Friends. It's very sketchy, very stalker-like behavior. And 
I go up to 34th Street, open up Fine Friends, and I am like just walking to the dot that Zach is appearing on in my Fine Friends app. So I keep walking, and like the dot keeps shifting position, so I don't know how accurate it is. And then finally it's like, all right, you want to go on 34th or 33rd or something between 6th and 5th. So I keep walking east, and I come to Zach's dot. And, like, my dot is right where Zach's dot is on my phone. And I am in front of a place called Rick's Cabaret. And it looks very much like a, a strip club. Um, <clears throat> and and then I was like, no, nah, they're not here. And I kept walking. And I was like, they got to be at that, like, uh, that saloon up there. And so I keep walking to the saloon. And I'm like, please don't be at the strip club. Please don't be at the strip club. And then he... Zach texts me, we're at Rick's, I got you a free pass, and I go, oh, fuck. So then I turn around, and I walk in there, and I'm like, what do I do, how do I get, and they're trying to take my stuff, they're trying to charge me $10 and stuff, and then Hawk comes out with the free pass, and I'm like, what is this? And he said, uh, I think you know what it is, and I was like, all right, and he goes, uh, here, here, here's the pass, we found it on the ground, and I was like, what do you mean you found it on the ground, and he said, Zach said, uh, let's go to the strip club. We'll find some passes on the ground outside. And then we did. And we found three passes on the ground. And so that's how we got in. And this is yours. So they gave me this trashed pass, this trash pass, in more ways than one that's applicable. And uh, I get in for free. They check my shit. I don't have any cash on me, meanwhile. And that is creating another problem. So... Um, I walk in, uh, and there's all these topless ladies all around the place, uh, and I go and sit near Zach and Hawk, and I just, I go up to them, and I'm like, I mean, and they just start cracking up, think it's like the funniest thing, and so I was like, all right, so, uh, you know, all these ladies were coming around trying to get dances from us, because we were just three guys sitting in a corner talking to each other. We could have done that at another establishment, uh, so... It's kind of awkward because to keep turning ladies away because it's very insulting to say, like, no, I'm good for now, you know. Uh, it's very insulting. And these ladies kept coming around. And then this one um, woman, Zach, I think, got a dance. And then oh, and then this one woman um, came around, and she was, like, I think she, like, sat on my lap, and she was, like, so uh, what are you guys doing here? And, uh, and this was, like, the fifth or sixth person that I, I had to try to turn away. And then she's like, let me give you a little bit of a dance. And she starts dancing. Her name's Darlene. Uh, very exotic eyes and whatnot. And, um, she, you know, she's all up on me. And then uh, after that was over, I was like, all right, how much? And she said, uh, $20, $20. And that I find odd. I find odd that the only thing that hasn't risen in price, inflation has not changed the price of lap dances. You know, gas prices, prices for everything has gone up, except lap dances have stayed exactly the same. So I was like, all right, where's the ATM? So she points me to the ATM. I go back. The ATM's broken uh, down there in the downstairs. So then I remember that there's another one upstairs by the, the ladies who were trying to charge me to get in. So I go back upstairs. To, actually, it was in the same floor, but it just seemed like it was upstairs. It was like a different world. So I go back out to the lobby. And I find the ATM, and I, 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 I want to get this over with as quickly as possible, and I want to make sure that she doesn't think that I'm shortchanging her. 
um, and I uh, got cash out, and I hit okay. You know that message that comes up, like, this ATM is going to cost you, like, a $3 fee or $1. Yeah, fee. yeah, those are so yeah. annoying, yeah. So annoying. So that message came up, and I just hit okay without even reading it, and then I realized it said $10 fee. $10 for that ATM. So I'm trying to get out like, uh, uh, I think I tried to get out 60 bucks, wind up get you know, charging myself an extra 10. So I'm out, you know, like a a lot of money. And then I, I, I go back and she's on stage and I got to, it's awkward. I got to go and give it to her while she's on stage. And I did. And then, um, and then there was like this lady with a sweater that was hanging around that just did not fit in, and we were debating whether or not she worked there. It just didn't seem like she did, and then it turned out that she did. Um, but she was very like the, the way that she was dancing was not sexual at all. It was like she was dancing not sexually, but taking off her clothes made no sense. Um, so then, you know, uh, I was getting very nostalgic about the whole thing because it reminded me of Dream Girls in Syracuse, where it was me and Zach and and Hawk and Ross and and um, one time we went with those girls, Judith and Laura, and it was good times. Um, and so I wasn't getting horny by any means, but I was getting nostalgic. So then I thought like it would be very because I had I had a big crush on Zach in college, and I thought it would be very arousing to get a dance at the same time Zach is getting a dance and next to each other. And so, and so I told him that, and uh, and I was like, I find that idea very arousing. And he was like, oh, okay. And uh, he he called he called over this one um, sister that had already given him a dance before, but she was very, very good, so he called her back. And then uh, – and he was like, uh, can we do it at the same time as my friend? And uh, she was like, oh, sure. And uh, and he goes, yeah, just get one of those uh, blonde ladies. And and then I go, or 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 the or the Asian one. And, and she she goes, or the Asian one. Okay, okay, I'll be right back. And then as and when she walks away, Zach goes, it's not a buffet. You can't just be like, oh, and the Asian one. And I was like, I know, I'm, I don't know what. It's a very awkward situation. And uh, and then she got one of the blonde ladies who I couldn't tell if she was twenty or sixty, but she came around and. I was so focused on the awkwardness going on in front of me, uh, you know, with this lady and the and the titty breasts in my face and all that stuff and her kind of like trying to tell what age she was and stuff, um, that I did not have – I wasn't paying attention to Zach in that situation to the left of me at all. So I was not aroused in the slightest. It's just very awkward. You're looking at the, you gotta look in their eyes and stuff, and then they they turn around and you're like, oh god, when the fuck is this song gonna be over? And then you're out another twenty five dollars, um, and it was just absolutely insane. And then after that, uh, uh, the whole thing. And I'm, you know, Hawk said he was too broke, and I was like, you have a job, and you, I don't have a good job, and so I was like, what if Zach and I split your your dance? And uh, Zach was like, no, no. He's been mooching off me the whole time, so he wasn't. Zach wasn't willing to do it. Um, and then I even offered, oh, "I'll pay half, you pay half." To to Hawk, and and he didn't do that either. Uh, in the end, um, 
So we walk over to that bar that I had hoped they were at to begin with. They thought it was hilarious. They thought I was, like, so horned up, like, more horned up than they were. But it was really about the nostalgia of the whole thing. So then we go over to this other bar, and we start talking about, like, uh, uh, guys, you know, banging guys and stuff. And Zach's like, see, if I were gay, I would want to be verse. So I, I guess he thinks that if you're, like, a top or bottom, you're missing out on, on the other side of things, you know? And uh, and and it was it was a very very enlightening night overall. <laughs> it sounds like a very uh, uh, eventful night, you know. You know, strip club, and, and that's what strip clubs are. I think they're just awkward. They're chock full of awkwardness, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, yes. you know, when aren't they? I mean, when is it comfortable? I mean, the whole experience is strange. Yes. Yeah, the whole idea of inflation not affecting strip clubs is very is a very uh, you know keen uh, uh, observation. It's, it's pretty interesting. You're right. Why yeah. hasn't the price of of a lap dance gone up with the economy? Are these yeah? Uh, uh, do we have to be studying strip clubs for their ability to survive recessions? <laughs> really? <laughs> and, and why why doesn't the price change from you would think that the price from Syracuse to New York City would change it's exactly the fuck the same 20 bucks every time very strange there's something about that 20 and throughout the time and history of strip clubs that has remained solid stable <laughs> something that we should mimic as a society I think you're right maybe we should all just just start taking off our clothes <laughs> Why not? But let's not, By the please, way. Let's not do it. Let's 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 avoid babes as is, is an example of <laughs> Oh man, I forgot about that play. Oh man, how could I forget? Uh, <laughs> I try to block that out of my memory. It, what Weeks is referring to is this awful strip club off the beaten path of Atlantic City in New Jersey called Babes Babe. Ugh. I, I feel sorry for Jesus in, in one respect, in that that is what he did for his bachelor party. He went <laughs> to babes. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of, what percentage of the time while you're on this show with me, what percentage of the time would you say that you are wearing pants? <laughs> I will say it's changed by location, so... While I'm in Connecticut, I'm wearing pants 100% of the time. While I was in New okay. Jersey, it's like 50%. While I was in Vermont, no pants. <laughs> I didn't think so. It's, the the further up north you go, the the fewer pants you have on. Is it less That's or exactly fewer? That's correct. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I tried to wear pants during the show in Vermont, and it just didn't seem to work. You know, it wasn't comfortable. It's just, there's something about the creativity. You know, I wasn't as, you know, sometimes it's funny or sometimes it didn't flow correctly when I was wearing pants. They were very restrictive up north. Yeah. It sounds strange because Vermont's cold, but I don't know what it was. It was, it felt freer up there. Therefore, I could, you know, walk around naked on the show. (laughs) <laughs> so why is it that in Connecticut you feel the need to wear at the place where you feel the most at home is you need, you need to wear pants? Why is that? That's very true. I don't know. I may have a mixed identity crisis there. I don't know where 
Maybe I'm not as free in Connecticut, where I know more people in Connecticut, and therefore I, I feel like I have to be more clothed. Whereas in Vermont, where I knew nobody, I felt freer. Why? What? Yeah, but <laughs> where are you right now? <laughs> Good question. I'm in front of the IHOP in the uh, Hamden oh, Mart. That's why. is because you always do the show out in public in Connecticut, so that's why you're wearing pants. And don't you have an apartment there? I do. But, you know, literally, I've been paying for this apartment. This is, this is the dumbest thing in the world. I don't even know why I do it. But I've been living at home. I, I've been paying for an apartment for the last two months, not living in that apartment in Harvard. Going why? back, uh, you know, home, doing the commute every day. It doesn't why? make any sense. Why are you doing I that? I refuse to go to that apartment. I don't know why. <laughs> I can't explain it. It's, it's very strange. My mother thinks I'm the weirdest person ever. They, my parents are, they keep bugging me about, oh, you're spending so much money on that apartment. What is wrong with you? And they're right. For quite frankly, they're right. I don't know. I didn't realize your parents were Jewish. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with you with a Lombardman? I've been watching a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm lately. Oh, that's why. Um, well, what was the last Curb episode you watched? Oh, my God. I've just been watching, like, snippets uh, online. Oh, come on. So. Oh, come on. I know. I don't, I don't know what's wrong. I've been watching, you know, that one with the uh, Susie's... Um, Nanny's a crazy nanny who goes crazy whenever she hears the Looney Tunes music. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Sherry O'Terry one? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Great show. The best show oh. in the world, I think. Yeah, it's, well, Friday Night Lights, definitely up there. But uh, Curb, yes. Um, now, Weeks, uh, I, I did an interview in person with this band last week. Were you able to listen to this interview? You know, I, I did. Uh, I listened to it, and it was really a, a great interview. I thought it was awesome. Okay, Very thank you. Very professionally done. The band loved the questions you were asking. Very unique questions. I mean, it showed that you were really into the band. Fun to listen to. Very excellent interview. Thank you. Yes, so uh, those of you who have not heard this, uh, it's my show with AJR from last week, Blazing Rye Radio. Uh, and um, AJR is this uh, boy band, really, uh, coming out of uh, Chelsea, out of Manhattan. They grew up here. Uh, their parents brought them up in Chelsea. They they recorded the whole thing in their living room. And um, their single, I'm Ready, has over 10 million views on YouTube. Um, wow. And what happened was, I think uh, one of them was, Ryan was tweeting in class at Columbia. They all go to Columbia, too. It's insane. Um he was tweeting uh, all these celebrities, and he tweeted the, the video at Sia, and Sia saw it, and she then took them to brunch, and, like, that's, I mean, the the rest is history. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I was, I was like, last Thursday, I was really nervous about that interview, and then, like, my, um, my friend uh, Sherry, she couldn't come, she was going to come with me, she couldn't come because her, her boyfriend fell off a ladder. Or something. Oh my! And um, then uh, yeah, so she couldn't come. Um, so on the day of, I'm trying to get people to go, and then I'm still trying to see if Sherry can come, and she she's like, oh, I don't feel too bad. Um, and then, oh, and then um, I I texted this boy Charlie uh, that I used to hang out with, 
Um, and because I knew that the old standards wouldn't come because they came with me last time and it wasn't really their thing. Um, so, uh, so anyway, Charlie came and, and, and it was a good time. So thankfully I didn't look like, you know, I was, but here's the thing. Every time I've met the band three times and every time I've met the band, my friends have either left or not been with me at that point. So I'm always alone when I meet them. So I think that makes me seem a little like a loser to them. So there's that. Um, but, uh, but anyway, I was super nervous about it. But then Charlie finally agreed to come and, and everything. And we just like, we, we did it uh, downstairs, the interview at the studio at Webster Hall before their album release show. Um, and, and it was crazy. Like these three guys that were also on VH1 yesterday morning um, were p- perfectly willing to sit there and, and wait for me to uh, hook up my mic and computer and stuff. And, uh, and, and oh, it, the recording didn't even work the first time, so that's why at the beginning of the interview you hear, uh, "All right, let's try that again." Um, I decided to keep keep that in the podcast just to show how you know these these podcasts give the free feel of the podcast. Um, but in the end, I felt really good about that interview. You know what? Uh, you know, listening to it, you felt really right at home. You were very comfortable. You were guiding the interview along very smoothly. I thought they loved you uh, as an interviewer. And your questions uh, as a band, and I think any fan would love your questions. You know, you, you came across as very much a fan of the, the band, and, and, and it was genuine and honest. And uh, I think that's the best kind of interview. You know, you don't see those kind of interviews, you know, uh, very often. And uh, I think, the, you, know, the, you know, not to speak on behalf of the band, but I think they would love you. You know, and then you, you talked about the Columbia. You talked about certain quirks. You know, the guy sings a different way, uh, others dance another way. One didn't dance, and. Uh, I mean, that's pretty impressive. You don't hear that from Matt Pinfield. <laughs> that's a glowing endorsement. I, I haven't heard anything from Matt Pinfield in a long time. Is he still on the air? Yeah, he's still on the radio show. It's on, like, Sirius XM. Matt oh, okay. Pinfield, to me, is a genius of music. He, that guy is yeah. just, uh, uh, he's like a walking encyclopedia. He's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You are the only person that I know who's repeatedly brought him up over the last couple of years. So it's very strange. <laughs> but but we we would all be so lucky to be uh, Matt Pinfield. Uh, but yeah, it was it was great because they they uh you know they they even said like I've never heard this question before. These are great questions, you know. And it was just like it was uh it was it, it was it, and and it didn't throw them off you know it was like they were very comfortable with answering them and stuff and then oh and then i did that vocal warm up with them how cool was that that is cool that's like a, that's like a dream of any fan of any fan that you know someone likes that's ridiculous that's awesome and that was great thrown at the end and it was just it was a great uh, interview. i could listen to an interview like that for hours seriously thank you Thank you. Well, yeah, no I, problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it because it was, it was, I, I enjoyed it. Thank you. I, I came across them accidentally one night because, like I said in the interview, um, I stumbled upon them one night on, on my Roku player. I turned on Yahoo Screen, which I never do. I never do that. And I turned that on that night because usually it's a bunch of crap up there. Um, and it's like all SN, like one SNL sketch after another. And I'm like, why am I watching this? And then they're not coherent with one another. Anyway, uh, this particular night I turned it on and it was this, this group of young guys. Uh, Jack is 17. Ryan is, uh, 21. Adam is 24. And, 
Um, and it was this really catchy music. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to keep this on. And then I go and like sit at my desk and I'm, I'm working on my laptop on something. And then I hear Jack, the 17-year-old, go, uh, okay, right now we're going to do the greatest song ever written. And then as soon as he goes... Bounce, 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 bounce. I was like, that, that's it. I'm with them. I'm ride or die. AJR for life. If they're calling my man R. Kelly's song the greatest song ever written, that's amazing. I got to tell them, you know, in person that I also think the greatest song ever written is by R. Kelly, but it's the I Wish remix off TP2. So hopefully they go and check that out. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. And you actually introduced me to that song. And that song is amazing. I have to say, that song is awesome. Which one? I wish. Remix. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's the it's, greatest it's like song ever written. so sad and so emotional. It's a powerful song. It's like, you know, the the song that does that for me is, is Crossroads by Bone Thugs. And that's on that level, if not beyond it. And, you know, that's saying a lot. You know, because Crossroads, I think, was voted number one hip-hop song in, uh, by Rolling Stone, you know, one year. I don't know when, but it's huge. <laughs> One of those years, Matt Pinfield was on TV. Yeah, I pulled that out of Matt Pinfield's pocket right there. <laughs> what are you doing with Matt Pinfield's pants and you don't have your own on? It's full of knowledge, musical knowledge. That's all he is. I think, I think you've made it out of musical tidbits. That's all he is. <laughs> we gotta, we got to rob Pinfield of his, uh, his pants. That's right. we got to take his pants. I wonder. I wonder if. Uh, I wonder if Tom Fogarty is uh, out out of the uh, woods because I think he's in like some rural area in Georgia or something. Um, so hopefully he'll show up shortly. Um, but yeah, uh, Pinfield. Oh, I wish remix. Yeah, that is just. Um, it's it's undeniable. Like people who hate R. Kelly have told me that that is such a great song. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. uh, oh, it's just, an, but the thing is, you know, if it wasn't for him, then that song wouldn't be there. And same thing with Ignition. If, if you know, if he wasn't out of his mind, then Ignition wouldn't be what it is. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, that's when they hooked me, when they started doing the Ignition remix. And what they did was they kind of uh, put Ignition along with, like, their big hit song, I'm Ready and stuff. And yeah, Um so yeah, I was super nervous about it, but afterwards I felt I felt really good about it. But then I like I forgot to get a picture with them. So then after the concert, I went back up to them again, and my friend Charlie had left. So again, I'm alone talking to these guys. Um, but all these like crazy girls were lining up to do the meet and greet with them, and I just like I saw them standing there after I waited like ten minutes. I saw them just standing there, and so I I go up and I'm like, Yo, Adam, to the the old guy, old twenty four year old. And I was like, got to get a picture with you guys before can can we? Uh, and he goes, yeah, we'll do it right now. And uh, hey Ben, can you take this picture? And it was the same guy who took the picture the last time. And it was super nice. Like they they let me cut the line before all the 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 people who should have actually been there. You know? <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, it sounds like they're professional, and you guys got like a, a relationship now. And uh, you know, it's it's that that interview did two things. You know, I think. Um, your interview is great. I, I love doing it, and uh, you progressed very well. And it actually makes me very interested, secondly, in, in the band now. You know, and, and even, and even more so than I was before. So, I mean, that's that's a good interview right there. That's interesting that you say that because uh, Jessica Jimenez, DJ, she goes, 
I can't tell you how much I want to be friends with AJR now after she yeah. heard it. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you know, you, you know this, but you know, uh, people would be surprised. Just like in an interview like that, where you get to know the band, how how much that helps the band. Like you know, introduce them to the world, and you know, not not that they need introducing, but you know, to even different crowds or what, what not, that kind of thing. Right, right. So AJR, if you're if you're listening, I'm just asking for a retweet, guys. <laughs> Just a, just a retweet. little retweet. Just a little retweet, yeah. Retweet. I mean, it's all good if you can't uh, retweet if you don't like promote your internet interviews or something. But just take the click of a button, and and that's fine. That's Otherwise, it it's all good. Yeah, just the click of a button. Um, but if they don't, if they don't retweet it, that's okay. Uh, I think that we have Sire possibly. Let's see. Oh, Sire. I hope I'm here. You better oh, give me you what you can. Oh, yes, you are here. Um, I'm so John, fuck Georgia, and there's no connectivity. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I got, we... got half a bar, babe. Oh, boy. We better we better uh, skip this song. We better sing the song real quick. Uh, John Weeks just get... Oh, it's a mess. 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 I I think that was longer than the actual song. Longer than the um, but uh that's, Sire, what she, that's what she said. Where are you? You're in Bumblefuck, Georgia? I'm in Milledgeville, Georgia, the home of Flannery O'Connor. And what are you doing Ooh. there? I'm getting shit faced in a motel room. <laughs> you could have done that here. There's motel rooms in here. Fact, I am so fucking stoned right now. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here with the laptop in front of a mirror, and I thought I was skyping for a second. <laughs> your first hot mess. Oh shit! Hot messes. Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't know who the hotter one is, Madonna or Tupac, but you heard about this finally, right? No. Madonna finally gave, gave like, the meat to the rumor that Rosie Perez let out of the bag a year or so ago on some fucking show where she said that she, you know, hooked up Madonna and Tupac and that she thought they had had a thing, and Madonna confirmed that. Wow. Apparently on, on Letterman yesterday and then... Something, no, not a lot, uh, uh, oh, fuck, Howard Stern, mm-hmm. but Howard wow. Stern, Howard Stern asked her about the Letterman days and stuff, but uh, yeah, she let it out that she'd had a, uh, an, a law, lo- I guess a long-term thing with Tupac. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You, well, I you know the that... stories, I know the stories back in the day when she, you know, first hit and had her first big money and shit, and how she would troll the Lower East Side for young Puerto Rican kids. <laughs> but he, but he's from L.A., and he's not Puerto Rican. Oh, but she's always liked a big, darker banana. 
That's definitely true. <laughs> Didn't she sleep with like the like the the NBA one year, the whole NBA? Yeah. 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 And yeah. who is your second hot mess, sire? My second hot mess has got to be this like, you know, she was the goody two shoes forever on NBC. Nancy Snyderman. She sort of became their medical person, you know, the go-to person oh, yeah. to talk shit. Well, I guess the but it all started with, during the Ebola shit. Yeah. She apparently like skipped the quarantine that she was supposed to be in because I guess she was in a situation, and like you know was going out and eating in restaurants and shit in Jersey, and she was supposed to be like quarantined that like twenty one yeah. day thing. And oh. then apparently last week she also showed up on the show and she was like in the bag. Ooh. She was like slurring her words and shit. So. NBC's, like, just sort of got this great sort of, like, you know, broadcaster cemetery going on in the sky <laughs> because uh, he's right out there with Brian Williams now. <laughs> and her ass. Was she half in the bag during the Today Show? Because that's that happens uh, every day. Yeah. <laughs> then she fit right in with <laughs> Kelly Lee and, and Regis Hoda then. Oh, now I like Kathy Lee. Don't you go picking on her. <laughs> and who is your final hot mess, sire? Well, apparently me, since I'm sitting here in front of a mirror thinking I'm Skyping you. <laughs> <laughs> did you not recognize yourself in the mirror? Well, I did, but, you know, I thought I was looking at the little box. <laughs> Did you uh how how is your does your tattoo hurt? You got a new one. Yes, I did get a new tattoo. No, it oh, didn't wow. hurt at all. It was just annoying. What? Uh oh. Porn <laughs> channel magically came on. Oh, <laughs> sounded like wildebeest. <laughs> what was that? Oh, shit. Who <laughs> <laughs> that channel at me? <laughs> oh, God. All right, well, I know that you're lubed up. Weeks, are you lubed up? Oh, I've been ready. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. All right. Oh, shit. Where are they? You mean the people in the porn? I can't clear the I can't clear the porn screen. It froze. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> hang on. Right. Okay, talk among yourselves. I got it. Kick us off, we. <laughs> I got it. I got your slipknot, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Slipknot. Slipknot guitarist Nick Thompson was rushed to the hospital one day. After being repeatedly stabbed in the head by his brother. Oh, sibling squabbles. Ah! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not. More like Scandalot. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
<laughs> We're not all on satellite. <laughs> his victim siblings, he was nice to the kid. No, except for the kidnapping. <laughs> a drunken man in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania this week attempted to avoid being arrested by rolling around in dog poop when when officers <laughs> when officers approached him. It turns out oh, he still got the shitty end of the stick. <laughs>
Yeah, I'm just trying to delete some shit from my phone. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> you heard about that one, Tommy boy. Uh, uh, wait a minute, I got 36 more to go. <laughs> yeah, nicely okay. executed. The nice pinter pause in there. Thank you, thank you. Marcus, Marcus, Marcus Mumford of Mumford and Sons this week explained the band's new sound. He said, we were still trying to get our music to suck, but wanted it to suck much harder. <laughs> I just hate them. Oh, speaking of sucking harder, Ryan Seacrest is reportedly dating a Calvin Klein model. Said everyone, oh, what's his name? <laughs>
Go up, down, up, down, up, down. Go up, down, up, down, up, down. Go up, down, up, down, up, down. I be dripping in shit. Drip, drip. I might even go rolling the shit. Rolling. Rolling in the shit. <laughs> to avoid the cops. <laughs> oh, hell to the no. <laughs> Rolling in the sheet. <laughs> oh. A, a new YouTube video shows what happens when you mix Coca Cola and milk. I thought it was obvious. You vomit. Oh. Yeah, you do. And you do that. That's right, that's right. Go up, down, up, down, back. 
go up, down, 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 down, up, 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 down, that's right. In the right. Face. Right. So, have a good night. Hey, go. Uh, hey, go enjoy your well, pornography. Oh, I forgot home. all about that. That bitch has been on hold. There she goes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like she's being murdered. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a velociraptor. <laughs> it sounds like the next Jurassic Park. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my. That's violent. This does sound violent. Okay. What is Fari right. watching? I don't know, but I had to cut that off. Woo! That was that. <laughs> after that um so oh uh the other night i the, the the train um there was issues with fourth avenue on the train so we couldn't take the train so everyone had to take the bus and so everyone was just jam-packed onto this bus and i you know i jammed on packed it and then there was this guy sitting there who was taking up two seats he was sitting there with his knees up taking up two seats and wouldn't stop talking to the old guys behind him he's like yeah, shit, man. What I'm trying to, I ain't in no rush. What I'm trying to rush for, shit, sitting here on my day off. You be wasting like twenty dollars in that pizza place. This shit's good though. It's good. You know Anthony down uh, at the record store. He does some good work. He's a good guy, man. Yeah, I went down there with like crates of um hip hop and R and B, and I got like a hundred bucks for that. And um. So this kid's just sitting there saying all that stuff, and then when people start, like, really getting off, whatever stopped people, he stood up and started walking to the back of the bus, and then this other younger kid who was in front of me, he kind of stepped to him and and was like, yo, you're taking up two seats, and people are trying to get on, and the kid's like, yeah, what, I'm standing now, I'm not taking up two seats now, and the kid's like, I'm just saying, like, you know, people are trying to get on this bus, you're taking up two seats, and then the kid goes, uh... He goes, well, why is that your business? You, you, you're you all up in my face about it. I'm saying, like, people aren't trying. They're trying to get home. People just trying to, you know, get through this ride and get home. Let me ask you something. You feeling a certain kind of way right now? Because I know that I'm feeling a certain way. I'm definitely feeling a certain way. And, like, everyone else on the bus is, like, trying to get these two to not beat each other senseless. Um, right. And in the end, they didn't. Uh, but it was very ridiculous. It was like the worst commute ever, but we were all family by the end of it. Um, and then the other thing I, I needed to ask your opinion on, uh, I'll just go briefly. Um, there are uh, two events in, on April 18th. One is my friend Suchi's wedding, and she uh, has planned this for, you know, Indians. They plan these shits for like, I don't know, decades. <laughs> Um, so she's planned this thing for like the last 10 years or something since she was like 12 and, um, 
and there's that. And then she she and I only hung out alone once when we went to see Justin Timberlake and Jay-Z. And mm-hmm. I think we kind of needed a third person. But we're in this group of people who that talk every that talks every day in this group me chat. So it's me, DJ, Suchi, and Eskew. And um so, you know, we're all collectively as a group good friends. Um and I so the other day I got my invitation all ready to send back in the mail and then I I was like, "Oh fuck." And I got on Facebook real quick and I looked and there's a Syracuse drama reunion for my class Ooh. and the years around us on that very night and I was really looking forward to that and I immediately like started having like a, an anxiety attack when I realized that they were both on the same night and and I don't know what the fuck to do. I like I I can't imagine missing either one. I feel like right. I would get the most grief for missing her wedding, but I can't imagine like missing dancing to ignition and doing the roses dance and doing all this shit that, you know, I know will be happening at the same time at the reunion and I don't know what the fuck to do, bro. Whoa, that's tough. That's that's very tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and there's no way you can do both, right? I don't think so. The wedding is in New Jersey and the th- thing is in New York and I I know that the thing goes till 2 a.m. and I think that her wedding probably goes to like at least 1 or something, so I don't I don't think I don't think it's a possibility. Right. The only thing okay. I could think is that there are two different wedding events for her thing. One's like I guess a dinner or something, and then the other one's the actual day of. And I was like, well, what if I just you know? And I haven't brought this up to her, but what if right. I just went to went to the dinner thing and didn't go to the actual thing? And I don't think she'll take too kindly to that, so I haven't mentioned that yet. Um, but I don't know. What do you think? You know what? Um... You know, in terms of the wedding, like, I did that once, and I don't think it sit well with the person. You know, when I skipped the ceremony, I went to the reception. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they won't tell me that it didn't sit well, but it, it didn't, you know. And uh, I don't suggest that unless you get, like, her okay, her verbal okay, and you talk to her about it, and, you know. But and let me ask you, how how often is this reunion, the drama reunion that you're talking about? It's never, it's unprecedented. It's unprecedented, Okay. Oh, tough. It's very tough. I think I know what you should do, but it's still a tough decision. I think you should go to the reunion, quite frankly, because uh, you know, it sounds like something that doesn't happen very often, and uh, of course, a wedding doesn't happen very often either, but you're not extremely close to this person, and I think they should understand, you know, you do have a conflict of interest there, and, um, you know, you're, you're still friends with the other members of the group. You've just got to be honest about it, because, you know, this reunion never really happens, and you need to go there. I mean, how many people do you expect to see at this reunion, possibly, that you may, you know, have never seen or you really want to see? Well, you know? let's, check. let's check, and let me check the event and see who we've got on the bags. Okay, um, let's see who's in the bags right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where is this? April eight, uh, 18th. Okay, so SU Drama Reunion, 2000-2006. That's the time frame that we're working with here. And, uh, okay. So, I mean, we got a good group of people. There's uh, there's 
Kristen Hessel, Chris Rummel, Marin Daly, Mark Fisher, Diaz, Noah Aberlin, Katie Zaffron, Jason Selvig, Nick Dudgnick, Marissa McGowan, my big sister, Matt Goldstein, Ross Gallo, Tino, <laughs> Kevin, Amy, Ben Roberts, Tori, Brett, Jeremy Pasha, Kevin Groove, Nicole Ricciardi, Tony nominee or something, Patty Murin, um, I mean, Friedman. It's like, that. that's the thing. It's it's not the people that I haven't seen in that long. It's the people that I see all the time that I want to see in this environment again. Like, like that's what kills right. me the most is, like, if Dushnik and Selving and Friedman are out having that fun and I'm not, that's what, that's what you know, I, I would have some severe FOMO about it. And, uh, I don't know, man. Oh, I'm looking at this list. Kate Doyle, Craig Middleton, Chris Carpenter. I mean, it's like the amount of people who have committed to going is, is it's an impressive group. And I'm just feeling a certain type of way about the whole thing, man. I don't know what the fuck to do. I know I would feel guilty-er if I missed the wedding, but I would kind of resent it because I'm missing the reunion. So I don't know what the fuck to do. And, like, I feel like so many people associate me with so many of the songs that'll come, like Ignition and The Darkness and, and Out and uh, Hey Ya and all this shit that we used to rock out to, man. Especially Ignition. And to to not be there for that is going to kill me. Like, I really started having, like, a an anxiety attack the other day, and I was, like, walking around Park Slope, and I tried to get my prescription for the tranquilizers refilled because I wanted to tranquilize myself because I was having such an attack. And the fucking uh, – my insurance wasn't working. The system was down. So I just wound up walking around uh, Park Slope and listening to all these babies, so many babies around there and strollers and stuff just screaming and shit. And uh, and that that was my way of calming down. And I gotta let Suchi know by Sunday what the hell I'm doing, and I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> I you know just like hearing this out, I would tell Sushi, uh, Sushi, uh tell her the honest truth that you have you know this event is you know once in a lifetime kind of you know there's so many people that you you know are there that you haven't seen and you want to see and. It's just something that you really uh, need to go to, I think, you know. Just be honest about it. I think you should go to the reunion, I think, you know, because it's something like, it's like an event like that. You, you, you don't, first of all, it's very hard to get all those kinds of people in one place at the same time and, uh, you know, uh, together with each other. And that's going to not happen for a long time. So I think you got to take the chance, take the opportunity, go to it, see your friends, and, and run with that. And Because if you miss that, I think you'll regret that more, actually. But, uh you know, because you know, you never know if this is going to ever happen again. And uh, you know, in a year or two years, it may not be as important to you. It sounds very important to you. That's why I'm saying, I think you should go to the reunion and uh, just tell Suchi honestly. You know, if you could try to make the ceremony, I would. If not, just tell her honestly, you can't make it, and send her a gift. She should understand. I mean, the people got schedules, and you know, sometimes priorities, you know, kind of trump other things. So I uh, that's what I would do. I don't think you know Suchi. <laughs> Listen, you know, uh, I'm trying to compare this to my, you know, what I would do. You know, I have a ten-year reunion for GW. Nothing's gonna stop me from going to that. No wedding, even, even my best best friend. I want to go to his wedding over uh, my reunion because I really want to go. I want to see some people that I haven't seen in a long time. And a ten-year reunion doesn't come around often. Before it was once in a lifetime. 
and uh, you know it's B. So I, I it's hard. Nothing's gonna get in that way. You know, sometimes you gotta make that choice, and it's a tough choice to make. But yeah, you do what's right for you. I think. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know, living life for others is, is is a tough life to live. I think you just gotta do what's good for you and what's good for your your mind, and and you know, do it. Just have fun. Go to the reunion. Send a nice gift. You know, that's nice. I think that's nice. Send a good congratulations. Be heartfelt. Be genuine. You know? She's not going to hate you for life. Trust me. <laughs> Maybe for uh, 10, 20 years or so. Yeah, 10, 20 years. Yeah, that's right. We, we all get over. Time feels all. <laughs> but, as, but I'll be interested to see what you do. As Ignacio would say, dude, it's nothing that words can't fix. <laughs> You know, but we're getting to that, that age where those kind of events don't happen that often. With like reunions like that, when everybody gets together, everybody's so damn busy nowadays. So, you know, I would do that. If only the either of them had picked one different day, like it's. Uh, I know. Uh, in fact, her wedding was supposed to be last September initially, and now it's you know April. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, what's your favorite scene in? Uh, <laughs> Not a good transition? It's not a great transition. Great. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just say it'll be interesting to see what you, you decide. I, I, that's going to be fun. <laughs> For you? Yeah. Um, so what's your favorite scene in She's the, and She's the, and She's the, and She's the, and Give us a general synopsis of what your music style is like, if you can. It's like rock and roll. <laughs> Generally. <laughs> Bang's mine. <laughs> All right. There my favorite scene, and she's the main message of mine of Bang's mine. There's got to be two scenes in the recent movie I've seen that's still in theaters where men of Bang's knocked that out of the park. Mm. First, she plays a couple characters in this film. She plays a, a guy named Chris Kyle and Chris Kyle's father in the great film. American Sniper. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that either. Uh-huh. <laughs> but in the, in the scene where she played Chris Kyle's father, there she goes. There it goes. <laughs> Chris, there's three types of people in the world. Sheep, wolves, and sheep dogs. Some people prefer to believe that evil doesn't exist in the world. And if it ever darkened their doorsteps, they want to know how to protect themselves. Those are the sheep. Then you've got predators who use violence to prey on the weak. They're called the wolves. And then there are those blessed with the gift of aggression, an overpowering need to protect the flock. These men are the rare breed who live to confront the wolf. They are called the sheepdogs. My son, you are a sheepdog. And my other favorite scene, and she's the main main feature, main the bass main, is when the main the bass plays Chris Kyle, and she is she talking to her doctor. Chris, would you be surprised if I told you that the Navy has credited you with over 160 kills? Do you ever think that you might have seen things or done some things over there that you wish you hadn't? Oh, uh, that's not me, no. 
what's not you? I was just protecting my guys. They were trying to kill our soldiers and I. I'm willing to meet my creator and answer for every shot that I took. The thing that, that haunts me are all the guys that I couldn't save. Now I'm willing and unable to, but then I'm not. I'm here. I quit. Chris, you can walk down any hall in this hospital. Looks like a lot of soldiers here that need saving. Hmm? You want to take a walk with me? Sure. And that's a, my favorite scene of she's a main member of band of bitches, man. Yeah, mine. Woo! <laughs> Woo! And what's your favorite scene of she's a main member of band of bitches, man? Whoa, have I got a surprise for you, Jonathan Weeks. Have I got a surprise for you. <laughs> Here tonight, via satellite, to deliver my favorite scene in She's a Mime, oh I Would Mind Up a Bind Mine, is the mine herself, Amanda Bynes. Give it up. Amanda Bynes, oh my God. Oh, God. Not really. Not really. Not really. Not really. Not really. I wish. Maybe next time. Um <laughs> You had me there for a second there. Uh you had me at hello. So my favorite scene and she's the mind right, I would mind to bind mine. Uh his new album is called Invitation. Please welcome to the program Matthew Heller. And the applause is Hey, Blaze and Ray. <laughs> thank you so much for, for coming on. The new album is Invitation. Uh, HellerMusic.com, Matthew Heller1 on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining the program, sir. Thank you, Blaze and Ray. Uh, give us a general synopsis of what your music style is like, if you can. It's like rock and roll, <laughs> generally. Uh, give us a general synopsis of what your music style is like, if you can. It's like rock and roll, <laughs> generally. Bang name is from. Um, it, it's actually from a television show called Saturday Night Live, and uh, she plays. A very, 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 very fat man named uh, Bennett Brower. And uh, she, uh, Amanda Baines, gives an amazing performance on Saturday Night Live. And, and this is what she says. She says, that's right. Bennett Brower here with another commentary. Didn't think the suits would have me back, perhaps. Thought they'd have my derriere replaced by one of those cookie-cutter store mannequins. Well... <laughs> Maybe I'm not the norm. Maybe I'm not camera friendly. I don't wear clothes that fit me. I'm not a heartbreaker. I haven't had sex with a woman. I don't know how that works. I guess I don't fall in line. I'm not hygienic. I don't wipe Properly, I don't own a toothbrush or let my sc- let my scab heal. I can't 
reach all the parts of my body. When I sleep, I sweat profusely. But I guess the powers that be will keep signing my paycheck at least until John and Jane Q viewer start going for the remote so they can go back to watching commentators who don't who don't frighten children and don't eat their own dandruff and don't pop their white heads with the compass they used in high school. Thank you, Kevin. And that's my favorite scene to see the mind by Ryan's mind. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Oh my god, that was awesome. <laughs> Woo! Phenomenal, I loved it. I loved it. Woo! Woo! Okay. <laughs> Tom Fogarty, um, by the way, just commented on our uh, on our Blazing Ride Backstage link and said, We smoked it, booze. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Brown, funny, go drip, drip, drip. He's loving that porno over there. <laughs> he is loving that porno. Uh, give us a general synopsis of what your music style is like, if you can. It's like rock and roll, <laughs> generally. All right, let's jack off, gentlemen. Uh, owner to Kel, kick us off. So I'm just supposed to read this. <laughs> yeah. When I start, when I show a movie, usually if I make an introduction and I'm going to be in the audience, I tell people, don't laugh, because I'm going to be in the audience, and I don't want you to sycophantically laugh, because you know I'm listening. I like, you know, only laugh if you really... So, okay, so here I go. A Philadelphia archaeology museum has found a 6,500-year-old human skeleton in its cellar. After she was discovered, the skeleton got back into making snide comments about celebrity fashion on E! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But I don't I don't quite get that joke. <laughs> I mean like is it like I mean like okay, it doesn't matter I guess, but it's I mean okay, but you just wrote these today, which is amazing. It's- um and now are there are there safer ways to, to handle this situation or you to just think up the butt's the easiest way to go? Yeah, I just stick it up your javanus, and that's it, honey. And just pull it, uh, pull the cardboard out, and it'll stay in there. And then uh, whenever you get ready to change, just no, no, I, I don't need to. Drink. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do if you have to go to the bathroom? Mm. How's it gonna come out? Um, I, I figured if I have to poop hard enough, it'll just come out naturally. <laughs> so, are you supposed to wear the tampon? Um, when, when you're having your period, or just like you're just supposed to put it in when you're having sex, it's not a. T- it's just like, it's like a female condom, right, or something, or what? What is this? Like, I think it has. <laughs> I think it has HIV preventative medicine in it, so I'm not really sure. I don't know if you wear it all the time, and it soaks up the medicine up in in the cooch. <laughs> because you gotta think. Because you gotta think about this. If you're having, if you're on your period. And you would, that's when that's the absolute time where you'd want to have protected sex because that's when the chances are increased for getting HIV is that there's blood being passed from back and yeah. forth, you know? So it's funny. It's like, so calling it a tampon, even if you're supposed to wear it any time, it's just weird to me that they would call it an HIV-preventing tampon. It's strange. Yeah. Anyway, it's, I wish there was, it's, it's, it's difficult to talk about these things when there's not a, woman on the air, you know what I mean? I always feel slightly like like a jerk having comments about, you know. I, <laughs> okay, so anyway, yeah, but that's, that's interesting. 
loved Odo Trigal. I loved him. He was great. Are you going to watch that movie? Do you have the Netflix? I, I don't have the Netflix. I don't. You, you got to watch Summer of Blood on, on the Netflix. I know. It looks amazing. I love it's so that funny. It's so funny. He's like, and then I'm like scared of Middle Eastern men with backpacks, but sometimes I'm a Middle Eastern man with a backpack. <laughs> the, the, the dialogue, like his his dialogue in the movie is just brilliant. It's 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 amazing. And then you'll notice like with J- Jason's part, there's, Jason definitely wrote some of this movie because he's like, yeah, I'm going to see Greg Cohn and then Jane Cohn. And he's like naming people he knows in real life. And his character's name is Jason and everything. It's very, you know, you can tell it's a very um, collaborative effort in terms of like owner is the director. But I think people like directed him as well and stuff. So it's fantastic. I'll, I'll give you my Netflix credentials. Just don't tell them. And then you can watch it that way. Okay. I would love to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I and we still got to get that drink with owner, you know. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, okay, I can think of no better way of ending the show. I think of it is Zainabiz. Uh, hit the brakes, Florence. And if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that fucking bitch? You're going to try to get yourself arrested. And to prevent <laughs> doing so, you're going to roll her around in some poop. <laughs> you're going to then roll her around in the quesadilla. And then you're going to bring it to Ch- Chipotle. Put it on the grill, cut it up into little bits and pieces, and call it the Barberita Barbacoa Burrito. <laughs> and it's That'd made of feces. It's made of feces or Barbies? Both. Barbie and feces, and a little bit of chicken in there, too, because everybody and, loves that chicken. And Barbacoa. Isn't Barbacoa like uh, beef or something? That's right, and a little bit of Barbacoa. Barberita, Barbacoa. <laughs> Burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Barberita, Barbacoa, Burrito. Can you say that five times fast? Barberita, Barbacoa, Burrito, Barbacoa, Burrito. Barberita, 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 Barbacoa, Burrito. Good night, Weeks. Good night, everybody. Good night, Weeks.